Thank you. I think it's the weather. Scottish people are, are not used to 29 degrees in September. They're, it's the sign of the fucking apocalypse or yes. something. Oh, may I just say that Mark is now back? Oh, <laughs> Yay! <yes. laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I feel like I'm in slow motion today. So Yeah, I, I feel like all the energy has been drained from my body and my brain has been cooked. Baked slowly. <sighs> Scottish people just don't do well in the sun. <laughs> I mean, I went outside for what 10 minutes and now my shins look like I've got red socks because I burnt them last week and they still look like that it's my fault should have put sunscreen on because I'm really white and I hardly ever go outside so I probably would just immolate like a vampire would so I really need like 50 factor sun cream to protect my Fragile skin. I'm then. Setting itself on fire. I've had lotion on and I'm still sunburned. So. Where, like, where are you, Yasmin? Where are you located yeah, now? I'm back in London, which is at my pal's house. Oh, um, you're still there? Or so did you I come was, up here? I was in Scotland for the weekend and then I've come back because uh-huh. I've got some driving lessons to do. And oh. got my driving test on Monday. <gasps> Ooh, good luck. Yeah. Oh, I've just jinxed it now. Sorry. <laughs> If I'm going to start lessons again, which is probably not likely, um, and do my test, I'm not going to tell any cunt this time because yeah. every time I told people I was doing my test, I felt so much pressure to pass that I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> if I just don't tell anyone, then the shame will be less yeah. when I fail. My problem is like, see, because I got a car right before lockdown because I was meant to do my test then. So I've been driving for like over a year anyway. So my instructor was like, can you stop driving like someone that drives and drive like a learner? And I'm like, I I don't know how to undo knowing how to drive. He's like, you're going to fail because you're driving like a normal person. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, this is actually ridiculous. It's just. I know. Yeah. Because you've got to drive like an absolute dweeb. On the roads. Yeah, someone that all the other drivers hate. Yeah. (laughs) This week we are going. uh, Were you in Glasgow, Yasmin, when you were up? Yeah. Did I go to Glasgow? I don't know. I can't remember what we did. Oh my god! I was trying to remember. I, no, we went to Glasgow quite twice because we went for Korean barbecue, which was fucking awesome. And then I had just a what? Korean barbecue. I thought you said sorry. Okay, I get it now. I thought you said cream barbecue, and you really okay. confused me for a second there. It was like a cream barbecue. What the fuck is that? It? Accent has what went so weird that 
I don't know it's Korean anymore. It comes out weird every time. And then we also went for Japanese pancakes for breakfast, which were oh, oh my, my god. god, I want that. They were so good. Did you post images of that one? Oh god, I, I think I've seen there. that. I was so happy. Did, someone, did someone pour out like what looked like a dessert and, and then it went horribly wrong because it all just flopped out? <laughs> so it was my brother-in-law had one that was, I just had like the normal <laughs> but he had ones that's like they were stacked on top of each other with like loads of caramel and sauce on it. So it had like a plastic huh. casing around it and you're yeah. meant to like lift the casing really slowly and then the caramel should like go over it but it kind of just fell to the side. <laughs> it was <laughs> This is kind of a flop, but they were still amazing. They tasted so good. Like, highly recommend Japanese sushi pancakes. I haven't. Where was that? Um, It's up next to Glasgow Uni. Obviously, you have to be, like, posh and snobby. You have to have pretentious shite at the west end of Glasgow. So Glasgow is basically our home city, if you think about it. It is. We were educated there. Where we all grew up, so that's... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, where we grew up in East Kilbride, which is sort of a, a suburb of Glasgow eight miles away Glasgow is we belong to Glasgow basically <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck Edinburgh <laughs> so yeah so this is why Edinburgh to me is England yeah I was trying to think of a not racist way of saying that but basically but of course Leslie said it so the resident <laughs> like, racist it's, it's, yeah just <laughs> people from England and a lot of tourists and there's nothing over yeah. Scottish about Edinburgh, whereas I the think... Only, yeah, but the only Scottish thing about Edinburgh is the cliché tartan pish, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't count that as Scottish. It's the touristy stuff, basically. Yeah. Whereas I think Glasgow... Don't get that in Glasgow. Love it. Exactly. Or people like Edinburgh... What do you call people from Edinburgh? Just English, I guess. Edinburgh. <laughs> people from... Edinburgh. <laughs> wankers. Yeah. <laughs> So people from Glasgow are generally known as witches. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. Except if you're like, if you go to Glasgow Uni and then you've got that atrocious Glasgow Uni accent. I can't do it. I can't even bear it. My accent has become a Glasgow Uni accent, but I don't. Really yeah, but we're from East Kilbride, so we've got slightly different accents. If you yeah. were if you were brought up in East Kilbride, then you, you do have, unless you're trying to be a Ned or whatever, <laughs> you generally don't have the Glasgow broad yeah. Glasgow accent. But see, like my. Like younger siblings that went mm-hmm. to like the University of Cali, their yeah. accent's really different to mine, where they just sound a bit more neddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for I think those, for those listeners, have. sorry, I, for those, <laughs> those listeners out there that don't know what neds or neddy is, generally it stands for non-educated delinquent. It's basically like your uh, what's it? What um, like the English equivalent would be ch- chaz. Yeah. Yeah. Chavs. I yeah. don't know what the American equivalent would be. Just basically like Taylor trash. Taylor trash. Right. <laughs> People toss about and don't have jobs and claim benefits and fuck and about. Hang around gangs and try and stab people if they don't like, like your face. Yeah. Um, and commoners. I see a lot of commoners. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And of course, commoners. <laughs> You've been in London far too long. I know. <laughs> strong except the chaps here in london are like so much worse like they're actually like clatty there's a lot of stabbing in london to be fair i mean glasgow used to be like the murder capital of the uk or the world i don't know maybe not the world stabbing capital of europe was glasgow yeah there was we we loved our knives basically we love a chip a chip is a scottish term for a, 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 a sharp instrument Basically, I really wanted to put the letters yeah. down and say something that wasn't true there, just because you did that, like, non-educated, like, with the heads, I wanted you to be like, a chib is 
Glasgow for clumpy <laughs> instrument, bro. You could just make any old shit up, but generally, <laughs> it took me a while to. I think the first time I ever heard the term chib was um, when I was in Duncan Rigg School, which is it was called secondary school, that's what we call our, our high schools. And I was like in second year, so I was like 13, 14. And there used to be a lot of Neds that would fight each other in the Westwood Square, and it'd be a big fuck off riot. Ooh, oh and they. Uh, <laughs> Remember one of them was Carol Irvin supposed to have fought someone? <laughs> I don't know why. Or we were like fighting over her? I don't know, Mark, if you remember this story. And then no, we were all. This is weird because I was just thinking before I called you guys, oh, I really need to message Carol. I haven't messaged her in ages. Yeah, well, I'm psychic. So no, I do remember all... this. They're not some whole thing where. Because remember, Carol used to hang around with those like really scummy girls before she hung around with me. Yeah, like, she was a bit needed. And I think that I'm sure one of them attacked her well oh, towards the end of school. And I can't remember what the reason was now because, I mean, I'm aware, again, Ned's, it was insane. Like, not yeah, it was insane it used something to be... insane happened. It was insane as in literally nothing had happened and this girl attacked Carol. But I can't remember the, the ins and outs of it. I think maybe she got caught up in it or something because I remind, I mean, there was two guys in my year or whatever and they were going to have a fight so once word got round that a fight was going to happen every cunt every cunt in the school would just flop on mass to the Westwood Square I mean the poor residents people who live in the flats there must be like what the hell is going on because it's an actual like battle like Braveheart proportion <laughs> I don't get it, and I don't get it now that I work in a school. Like, I literally never went to watch a single fight when I was in school. I, I, I remember people would shout fight, and as you say, like, flee en masse, and I would just continue standing was Like, I would want to watch people I don't know punch each other. Your, your school is just a rural Tory boy school, so there's probably no, not no, going to be... I mean, when we were at school, like, oh, right. <laughs> obviously now when people shout fight, I go and break it up. I don't just go, like, I'm drinking my tea. Generally, if someone from a rival school like Ballarat decided to pick a fight with someone in our school, then that's when the fight would be on. They would organise it, and then crowds of people would just—it was absolutely insane. And then just to get to my fucking point about the chips, <laughs> I remember some one random kid shouting, "He's got a chip! Watch out!" And I'm like, "What the fuck is a chip?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone started running back, and it was just absolutely delightfully fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something in prison or something. They it was just watching hundreds of kids just all running across the bridge back to the school. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, I think that kind of stuff happens these days. We lived in different times. This was in the nineties, the late nineties. That's still fight. Yeah, but I don't think they they, they would gather to that extent. I don't know. Sorry, I'm very out of touch with skills, mate. Yeah, you missed out. Yeah. <laughs> You get your Ned fascination till later on, I don't think. We, we had pet Neds. We actually had pet Neds. Oh, we had like a Ned that would like sit next to us at lunchtime and then we friends. Like we adopted them. Mm-hmm. But, like this is the thing. This is between like East Kilbride and Glasgow. The Neds in East Kilbride tend to grow out of it and usually get jobs and be kind of <laughs> Whereas the ones in Glasgow don't. They just breed more Neds and yes. then they breed even more Neds and then just claim even more benefits. And I know well, that is true. I feel like even the worst Neds at our school literally are married now and have children. And yeah, 
and have jobs. Well, still obviously awful people. There's still some of them I just can't, I can't, I can't forgive them. But yeah. Still awful people. But yeah, Yaz is right, like that whole weird Glasgow Ned thing where it's like... They just breed more Neds. And like you say as well, though, they don't grow out of the Nediness. They're just like, no, I'm going to continue to be absolute scum, even though I'm 47. Like, Like, there's places, yeah. They'll be like, where's Schemel, you? Hey, Paul. You're like, that's it. Thank you very much. Do you remember the program the was Scheme and it had subtitles on it because they were so neddy that people uh, actually. That was in Ayrshire, wasn't it? It was yeah, in Kilmarnock. Um, and it was Big Mar <laughs> Vinny's girlfriend or whatever. And, they were... and their dog, Bolt. <laughs> the dog! Who always ran away, lived up to its name. I love watching that. I thought it was brilliant. Like, it was... I only seen a few episodes. I just couldn't be arsed with it. It was embarrassing. <laughs> But yeah, like there's places in Easter House, which is again, it's a, like a a lot of places in six, the fifties and sixties were built uh, because, to get rid of the high population of poverty or like in the slums of Glasgow. There was like loads of tenements, so they were all packed into these tenements. So in the fifties and sixties, the government thought it would be a great idea to build all these places like new places in the outskirts of Glasgow which essentially back then was just countryside and they built like loads of high-rise flats and yeah East Kilbride I think isn't one of the like it was probably one of the nicer places because like then you get places like Hillington or um, Easter House, Castle Milk, all of those places and they just because there was no pubs or anything and stuff at the time they just ended up in worse situations like yeah it wasn't a sense of community here anymore because um, when they lived in the tenement flats, they were all pretty much like everyone knew each other and looked after each other and stuff. But then when they put them in all these high rises, there wasn't much of a community anymore. And then it was just packs of kids just roaming about in gangs. Actually, so that's fair because those towns were like almost mm-hmm. made to clear out the like congestion of people around yeah. Glasgow. Whereas like East Kilbride and like the new towns were industrial towns, towns in their own right. Like cause East yeah. had like Rolls Royce factory. That's and- right. Coca-Cola factory so kind of yeah. it was people that worked there that lived there yeah so like it would my dad working class people yeah whereas I think mm-hmm. the kind of rough towns are rough now is because they were yeah like quite like people, like people because yeah. um, yeah. my grandpa and my dad worked in Rolls Royce my grandpa moved to East Kilbride to work yeah, there so yeah. yeah it was basically like hard-working families that mm-hmm. moved same, my dad moved to work as well. So it was all like more like industrial families, really. Whereas, yeah, I think Glasgow used to be like really overpopulated and then they had to basically yeah. like clear it out because it was too much. Yeah. Um, but now tenement flats are, are where poor people used to live are like fucking expensive. Yeah. yeah like, I think they were like big townhouses that had like big rich families mm-hmm. in them to then being used to house like 50 families in one block. To now being yeah. back really, really expensive again. Yeah, and they've got really beautiful big high ceilings and a lot of plaster work and stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah they're gorgeous. But I think they have a lot of problems with weasel things coming in through the woodwork and stuff because my sister lived in one and she had that issue. And, like, weasel things sound like a tenement monster. <laughs> yeah, a horrible like, one. It looks like a weevil coming through and then the weevil keeps unfolding and unfolding <laughs> seven foot tall and steals your baby. Things of Glasgow. But I, I do I, I do love Glasgow but I haven't I don't visit it that often now. 
just because I don't really feel safe there anymore. But then that's just something personal that happened to me. Well, what we're going to there's there's a long history for Glasgow as well. It was founded by St Mungo. Yeah. I actually don't know where the fuck he came from. Cool name. So I know he and it's got a church, I think it's something like yeah he built the first he built the first Christian church in Glasgow and uh, that became it was over a burn which is now the location of one of the only oldest Catholic cathedrals in Britain which is Glasgow Cathedral which obviously isn't a Catholic cathedral anymore but it was but then Henry VIII decided to you know fuck the Pope and all that shit. And it was one of the only... The famous not literally. <laughs> he told them to fuck off so you could become head of the church and then dismantled a lot of Catholic cathedrals. Um, but Glasgow Cathedral, maybe because it's too far away from them to get to, survived, but then became Church of Scotland. And it's so badass. Oh, it's so awful. Mungo is Scottish. He was born in... Sorry, I, I, oh, I, I went and looked okay. him up there while, yeah. while he was explaining that. Yeah, he's a, he's an actual Scottish saint who was born in. Yes. <laughs> he's buried there. He's, he's buried, buried in the necropolis, like in the vault. Yeah, at the, the bottom of the church. Yeah. He's in the bottom of the, the cathedral. Yeah. Me um, and Mark and I used to go there all the time to sit in his yeah. awesome chairs that look like thrones. Still never been to the necropolis, which is like. Oh man. I just I think it's ridiculous that I've never been there to go. Um, I think it's one of the few cities in the world where a graveyard is a tourist attraction where you're told, go visit the necropolis, it's that pretty. Um, and very spooky. And very spooky. It's really gothic as well, like, the the cathedral looks black, so it wasn't always black like that, because obviously, like, in the Industrial Resolution, Revolution, oh fuck, the Industrial Age of all the factories and the smoke and pollution that's coming out of there, then that's what caused the, the brickwork in the cathedral to turn, like, black. Uh, if they cleaned it up, it, you would see like it's probably quite a like a nice light sandstone color or something. But I hope they don't clean it up because I like the black. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's so like medieval, like you say. It's yeah. Um, and then next to that's like the oldest house in Glasgow, the Proven House, and mm-hmm. um, that's meant to be haunted. There's meant to be a guy who wanders around with a chip. With <laughs> a A medieval Ned, basically, who wanders around. <laughs> <laughs> been in that house a few times it is quick and it's free a lot of museums in glasgow are free you just make a donation which is another wonderful thing about the city is it it's got so many museums that you can just walk into uh, yeah. one of which is kelvin grove museum and there's a, a great urban myth about that it, does everyone do you know what it is is it the one that's built backwards yes everyone my grandpa told me this it was true so uh, the story is that the architect who built Kelvin Grove Museum in the early 1900s accidentally built it back to front and, and he was so upset about it that he threw himself off one of the rafters to his death. As you would do. But it's not true. It was actually built the right way around. It just looks like it's back to front nowadays because the entrance that most people go through is from a main road. But back in the 1900s, that was actually um, like... It wasn't, I mean, it, yeah, it was like more rural or whatever. Not yeah. rural, but not a big road there with buses going by. And the, the front of it was facing like big gardens. So they would actually go through there for some festival that they built it for. So it looked to, uh, to us like it would be backwards, but it's not. But it's somehow that it became like fact for Glaswegians. And yeah, that's the times that it's built backwards. And I was like, yeah. 
So under how can you build something backwards? But I was like, right, I don't know. But As in if it's facing the wrong way, like, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful building, though. Like, for if anyone's not been to Glasgow, should definitely visit it. Yeah, and there's a story in there about an elephant that uh, there's an Asian elephant. They've got a lot of stuffed animals in it. Yeah. And they are they wear real animals. They're not just like fake ones that they made to, to demonstrate what an animal looks like. And there's one that's got, I can't remember the name of the elephant. I think I've got it here like somewhere. Sir Roger or something he's called. It's, it's like a person name. I think like, it's Sir Roger. That sounds right, actually. I remember like being there thinking, oh, he's got such a pure person name. And not like an elephant name. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. It's Sir Roger. So he resides in the west court of the museum. There's a Spitfire over the top of him. Uh, it's the main court. Uh, the Asian elephant lived in a zoo in Glasgow. Yeah, Glasgow used to have a zoo, but it was pretty shite. <laughs> in the late 1800s. But had to be put down at the age of 27 after he, he became too aggressive to look after. So they um, he got too horny basically and then they, they, couldn't, they couldn't handle him. So they basically gave him breakfast and then shot him. While he was eating his breakfast. His breakfast, like Well that, he got I'd, last uh, week. I'd quite like to be shot while he was having like a big breakfast with pancakes, that would be lovely. Yeah, so he doesn't know what's happening. You've got to distract him with food, I guess. So at least they didn't hang him like the Americans. Or she hung a, an elephant and then electrocuted one. Have you seen that? No, but why? Oh, it was a circus elephant, I believe, and it apparently it went mental, and you know, because it's in a fucking circus, and killed someone, one of its keepers or something like that, went on a rampage. Uh, and uh, Edison at the time, Thomas Edison, because they were both like he was developing. I don't know if it's AC electricity. He wanted to demonstrate that Tesla's electricity was shit and dangerous mm. so that people would buy his electricity it was basically a big publicity stunt so they decided to execute this elephant for its crimes and he was going to it's demonstrate awful. how dangerous tesla's uh, electricity is by electrocuting it with his electricity that's horrible so he, he, the elephant stuff. was laid onto some plates Jeez. and there's video footage of it not look it up on YouTube. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> and then you see the elephant just stiffen and then just fall over. It's horrible. That's horrible. That's such a shame. Yeah, so at least we did perfect. Uh, what else? And also there's an urban myth about the Kingston. There was a lot of gangsters in Glasgow. No doubt there's still Glasgow gangsters cutting about days, but you don't really hear so much of them. Yeah, like the, the equivalent of the mafia and Glaswegians. Oh, fuckers. Like, you don't want to fuck with them. I'm friends with, um, I can't remember. The wee man. No, I can say. He was called the the wee man. No, Martin Comston played him in a film. See, my evening is so shite. (laughs) I need to look this up. Do you know who he is? He used to run security and bouncers and that in this, like, centre point. And he had taxis. I like that you're like, you know who, yeah, as an I hear. Paul Ferris, you know okay, who Paul Ferris is. So, yeah, I'm pals with him. He used to drink in the Montgomery Arms in the village in East Kilbride. Was it? Yeah, I think he had a house in East Kilbride at some point. He lived there and then he threatened people, obviously, for security. How, how did he become friends with basically the godfather of Glasgow? Um, I don't know, I just followed him on Twitter and he followed me back and he, he comes out with all these philosophical stuff that sometimes are quite profound so I'd go to him oh that's really that's really interesting Paul and he's like oh I didn't I didn't it didn't come from me I just took it from a like a philosophy book <laughs> like, okay so yeah but like you don't like 
go drink it in the pub with them or anything. Well, my uncle, my uncle um, had a conversation with him once in the Montgomery Arms, and oh. he didn't know it was Paul Ferry. So one of his mates, like, you, you do know who the fuck that is, don't you? That's fucking Paul Ferry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like whatever. I mean, he does just look like just a very typical. Yeah, he doesn't so. look like a hard man. No, oh, that's quite cool. That's that's very cool. I'd say that's your So there was loads of sixties and the fifties. There was loads of razor gangs, but what I mean by that is that they would have cutthroat razors and they would fight each other. Like there's the tongs and she. Him, no, I'm just made that. That's an East Coast Bride one. What the young? <laughs> There was the yeah, time we travel country, of course. <laughs> so that's my family's WhatsApp group. It's called the East Cobride Young Team. I really thought you were going to say yeah. your family's WhatsApp group were called the Hemshi, which would be. No, no. no. I'm from Greenhills, which is a notorious part of East Cobride. It's like the rougher end of East Cobride. I took myself out of it, obviously, but I'm still going to be a G Hills girl, I guess. Everyone's going to know it. They'll just sense it. No, I've heard. And there used to be. There used to be. Like, on the way up to the, the, I'm digressing here, but, like, on the way up to the Greenhouse Square, where there's, like, shops and that, there was a tunnel, and it said, you're in Himshi land, and I was like, what the fuck is Himshi? Like, well, I didn't say what the fuck, because I was, like, five or whatever, but I, I didn't realise until I was, like, older that that's the local gang for Greenhouse. <laughs> The young team. Oh, yeah. the, is that the, just the gang or is that the ghetto wing of the gang? Did I just decide it was the ghetto wing because it's got she at the end of it? Zingas. Yeah. I think him, she's supposed to sound like a uh, American. <laughs> I'm just making shit up there. I don't but know. It's supposed to sound threatening because it sounds like something <laughs> like an 80 year old would call a trans person and you'd be like, you can't call them that. That's really offensive. Like, well, we all called them him, she's back when I was younger. Oh, <laughs> is that what the like, Green Hills gangs are going for? Like a what they call it, Amshi. Maybe. But next to it was a picture of a woman, like a woman's face. A crude version, because they're Neds, they can't really draw good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't get that. But then there's the battlefields, which I'm assuming are from battlefields in Glasgow, right. like outside out, Shawlands. Mm. They used to come up and fight the centre crew in East Kilbride. But I'm talking about like we shitty gangs from the nineties now. I'm talking about proper proper gangsters in the fifties and sixties. Sort of like more like if you imagine like mods, not shell suits, just like nice Italian suits. (laughs) Oh, gangster gangsters. Yeah, and the Billy Boys, the Billy Boys, they were gangsters as well. Sorry, Uh, I just have to be clear. You said hot gangsters right at the same time. You said Billy Boys. I don't want to to (laughs) shout. No, no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm drambling. It's like stream of consciousness right now. I'm just switching. <laughs> Billy Boys were uh, an, an older Glasgow gang. They were featured in the um, oh, what is it called? The Peaky Blinders show. They oh. came up to have a go at the Peaky Blinders or whatever. Yeah, and they were like prodies, weren't they? The Billy Boys. Yeah. So to get to my point, the <laughs> King, there's a bridge that was built in the 1960s across for like the motorway so that you can come off the motorway and straight into the city centre and it, it goes over the Clyde, it's quite high up and there's a rumour that when the Kingston Bridge was being built, when the concrete foundations were being built before 
they actually put the pillars on there that these gangsters there was there was people that disappeared in Glasgow that, that they couldn't find and the rumor is that it was gangsters that had buried them and the foundations and the concrete columns of the Kingston Bridge and you obviously can't get them because you can't just dismantle a bridge to find out if they're there. Genius though. Weirdly I was about to say to you I have heard that one somewhere before and then it was when I said what are you planning to do on the podcast this week Leslie you said that. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that fascinated me. They're keeping like bodies in that in the in the bridge and the foundations of the bridge, which is pretty fucked up. Oh that God. bridge used to scare yeah. shit out of me. Huh? I, I can imagine that happening in a lot of cities actually when like stuff's getting built, like and people need to be like taken care of. They just shove them in the cement the night before. It's a good, it's a good well, place to <laughs> Concrete bits and stuff. <laughs> I think. I think it's like a modern version of you know sacrificing a cat to bless the bridge or something but it's just you know gangsters getting around there's a lot of triads in glasgow as well apparently um yeah chinese triads and one of them used to own the sizzling walk in the west mains but they've changed hats now yeah it's like all chinese places up like sucky hall street like the kind of west end in glasgow no doubt they probably are owned by triad (laughs) and they probably have like loads of brothels and stuff like you know massage parlors whatever you want to call them (laughs) that's why the place that you used to go to get like chicken balls and rice after (laughs) got shut down isn't it this may also be an urban myth but did it not get shut down because Apparently, if you asked the person that was behind the like buffet thing where you got the scoops, <laughs> no, you would take it back. That was a fucking myth. That was a rumor. The reason they got shut down is because they were selling alcohol to people underage, oh. not that they were you giving you prostitutes, Mark. Did you hear why they got shut down and then told me that? And I was like, God, you wouldn't have thought that, would you? But that would be because it's not true. So. <laughs> It wasn't prostitutes, it was just beer. Maybe it was because the women who worked in that Chinese... I remember I went there for my 18th birthday and uh, I remember they all wore those, you know, those tight-fitting silk Mandarin Chinese dresses. Yeah. I don't know what the proper name is for them, but... And they were absolutely gorgeous. And I, I, I did was it karaoke or something, and then I, I got a bottle of wine, and this beautiful woman just presented a bottle of wine to me, and I don't know why I just went and kissed her, <laughs> not on the lips, but on the <laughs> on the cheek, and she actually like like moved her head down to for me to kiss her. Um, I'm not saying she was whore or anything, but maybe that that's the impression people got because there was all these things. yeah. And her face was so soft and oh, she was beautiful. But maybe people seen all the women dressed like that and assumed that they were prostitutes. Fair enough. So I, I know I'm kind of dominating this same what? conversation, but I'm just going to finish with, this is the one that I remember. Now, I mentioned this to you last week, Yaz, that Memdar said I went on a ghost tour yeah. in Glasgow oh. in one of the weirdest parts. Right, this was at night. So we gathered at a square near the Glasgow Cathedral at the University of uh, Strathclyde, right about there. And they, all of a sudden, they brought out a, a, a person dressed as a bear. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Are we... <laughs> Because they made us do Ring of Ring of Roses and everything, right? But while, I guess while they were doing that, it was to distract us for the, for the person dressed as a bear to come in. Yeah. And the reason why they brought in this person dressed as a bear, which we found absolutely hilarious, is that uh, there's a story, a famous story about an Italian, an Italian carny, 
who and for a sad reason is there was a lot of dancing bears in Glasgow and it's it's you know they put a, a chain on the bear's nose or around its around its mouth or oh. through its nose and then they'd yank it so that it would be in pain and then it would dance about they oh. weren't really big on animal wear, welfare back then yeah, that's horrible so, yeah there's a traveling sh- showman called Antonio Delore and he also went by the stage name of Auntie Dolly I mean okay. is he some sort of drag queen I don't know I was gonna say he sounds fab <laughs> Auntie Dolly I guess it's because he's called Antonio and his surname's Dalliori, not that he's like he dresses in fabulous clothes. So what? he was, oh. yeah, well, maybe. So he was used to creating a stir around the merchant city. So the merchant city of Glasgow, again, Glasgow's got a bit of a reputation of its wealth coming from the slave trade. So a lot of mm. like places, like that's why it's called the merchant city because a lot of the tobacco lords lived there. The tobacco lords. <laughs> so they, they made a lot of money off tobacco that was basically grown and picked by slaves and that's we we became like the second city of the empire um as a result of that so we have got like a lot of really nice opulent buildings one of which is now our glasgow galley of modern art which used to be a tobacco lord home yeah that was his house so the merchant city is basically a place where a lot of the tobacco lords lived or it was an opulent area so this guy would hang about there and he would try and entertain people with his bear, who's called Brewer or Bruin, which I think just means brown. Okay, yeah, probably. Actually, yeah. So what he did was he used to entertain people there with his dancing bear. And then, but what happened was it all came to a sad end after an unfortunate encounter with counsellor called Bailey Hunkers. <laughs> he was a civic leader and it was he was in a close. A close is just like an alleyway off the high street where a crowd had gathered for an impromptu show. So Bailey Hunkers tried to pass the bear. Bruin, the bear, he broke free from his rope and circled and danced with the well-dressed figure before pushing the pair of them into a deep, filthy puddle of waste. Now, the bear, I think, wasn't trying to attack him. He just maybe took a liking to this guy, Bailey Hunkers, and thought, oh, you look like a fun guy to dance with. And I think he just wanted to maybe maybe he just wanted Bailey to rescue him and take him away and have a happy life. Maybe so he was just dancing Bailey about. And we wanted them to run away together. Yeah, that's what I think happened, and, and that's how Bailey treats him. <laughs> well, you'll see what happened. It, was, it gets worse. So he was humiliated because obviously there was a, like a crowd of people watching this, and everyone likes to laugh at a civil servant or someone in authority being humiliated. Just look at like you know people throwing milkshakes at Nigel Farage. Exit politicians. So, as a punishment, it was ordered that the bear be executed by musket. So, basically, he's getting the firing squad. With his master, Auntie Dolly, was forced to wear his fur as punishment while locked in the dukes for an hour. Now, I think that's the equivalent of the pillory, you know, the, the stop. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon to see bears on street corners in Scotland during the 19th century as travelling showmen plied their trade. On their last show together, Delory and Bruin had gathered a crowd in the old venue off the high street, one of the street captured in the 1860s by photographer Thomas Annan and his account of the impoverished living conditions at the time. Bailey Hunkers, who held a role similar to a magistrate, stumbled across the crowd, described as one of the dirtiest parts of town. <laughs> and I used, why are you walking through there, mate, then? And a newspaper account of the day is he made his way to a civic dinner and all his finery. He's just fucking asking for trouble then. The crowd 
scattered to make way for him, although DeLorean Bruin did not move quickly and blocked the way. Quickly exasperated, the Bailey escalated the situation by drawing his sword. Bailey hunkers thrust it with considerable violence into the rump of the bear, a report in the Fife Herald of March 25, 1875, said. The bear... Maddened by the pain, made a sudden jerk, snapped the rope with which she was held, and catching Bailey in her rude embrace, continued to dance around her accustomed circle, growling in her usual manner, while the terror and seeming danger of the Bailey excited the greatest consternation among the bystander, the account added. Well, that's his point of view. As the dance continued and a nervous crowd looked on, a baker is then said to have approached the bear with a barrel stave in an attempt to prise Bruin away from the bailey. It did not work out as planned. <laughs> this had the effect of making the bear run backwards when it unfortunately <laughs> lost footing on the brink of one of those sinks of pollution with which the venal above mentioned at that time abounded and both bear and bailey were plunged in the midst of the filth. All was now alarmed, the report added, with many running from the scene to avoid implication in the Bailey's fall. Delorio also fled in fear of the consequences. The bear's hold on the Bailey was soon loosened with Bruin's savage nature. Meanwhile, the Bailey jumped up and scrambled out of the puddle, black and dripping all over, as if newly out of a dire vat. Bruin's fate was decided with the bear to be executed by musket, with his skin hung up in the town hall for a time. The lorry went on the run for several nights, hiding in the hills above Riverglen, according to the account. He was brought back to Glasgow and sentenced to do an hour's penance in the Dukes, which is an iron collar pinned to a wall with Bruin's skin around his shoulders. This seemed to be the hardest part of the matter for the poor fellow. When he saw the rough coat of his dumb confederate, he burst into tears, the newspaper report oh. said. How fucking evil is that? Oh, that's horrible. such a horrible, horrible story. I know. That's so really... So yeah, so when this person came out dressed as a bear, they had us, like, line up as if we were the people who were shooting the bear. That's <laughs> the to shoot the bear dead. The hell? <laughs> While they were telling us this story. God, it makes it stuck in your head, I guess. But, ugh. Nice. Sounds like a total farce. I mean, to drape the poor bear's skin over the guy's... Like, he was just trying to make a fucking living. Okay, no, I can't really justify that because he was forcing a bear to dance. Yeah, exactly. It's It's not a bear's fault. The bear probably was just like, help, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he gets poked in the arse with a sword. Oh, that's... And then shot. I suppose back then there wasn't really animal cruelty laws, was there? Was I'm a... sure there were some people in like Glasgow that care about animals, but they are unwashed, so it's people care. I mean, if you still it's have to it's not the unwashed that made the laws, is it? It's, uh, yeah, that's true. The the Bailey guy. Mm. Uh, also, there seemed to be one person that was trying to help, like the baker seemed to be wanting to try and help the bear get away from the guy. I think. There's one good soul in there. Mm. Just, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll, re- I'll but, leave yeah. it open. To- no, I was going to say, like, so you were talking about, like, the Merchant City. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, all the stuff I was reading about was, like, about that area, because that's, mm-hmm. that's basically where the city started. So that's, like, see so where the, mm-hmm. the cathedral is, where the necropolis is, where, like, sort of the first hospital yeah. was. And then that's, like, you've got the high street, and that's, Though it's Merchant City and Merchant Square, because that's where people would come to sell all their stuff as well. Yeah. So I was reading about the, like, 
but the Tron gates were kind of, I guess that was the gate coming into that area as well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that, so that was, it's originally a church that was built there, that, that kind of was one of the first churches in the city as well, like apart from the cathedral. Medieval times. Sorry? Was it in medieval times? Built like 1500s? Yeah. Yeah, Close enough. Right, yeah. There was first a church there, and like it's actually that spot's been used for loads of different things as well. Like it's been a church, it's been prison, it's been a market, it's now it's a theatre, so like after all this time. But like apparently in the 1700s, there was like a massive fire there. They basically said that like there was this sort of secret society that were basically just two against, they're called the Hellfire Club. Oh, there's, they were basically everywhere, yeah. Yeah, they were like sort of everywhere, but they were basically. I think there's two of to be honest. I don't think they were a secret society, but um, <laughs> yeah, I like that's literally what I was gonna say is like people say there's some like kind of like like they kind of rule a lot of things. They're kind of like high class people, but basically I think they're just rich nerds to be honest. But basically they came in at like three o'clock in the morning and they were like absolutely shit face drunk and they. There's usually like a watchman there, but he mm-hmm. had like gone off for a break, like he went off to pee or something, and they came in and like lit the place on fire. Thinking it was like really funny when they're drunk, and like supposedly the fire was so bad. That would be a lot of different senses of humor. What? Well, like that would be a lot of different senses of humor. Yeah, to be fair, like drunk rich twats. But yeah, so because you know how now there's only like the wee tower bit of it. That's all that was left after that fire. Apparently that fire was so bad it all it could have taken down like because that would have been the the actual city at that point, that whole oh. bit there, it would have taken the whole thing down. I think there used uh, to be sorry? as well where Bonnie Prince Charlie stayed when he went to Glasgow with his mm-hmm. Highlanders. There, there's a mansion close to that. There, there used to be a big mansion close mm-hmm. to that Tolbooth Tower and Bonnie Prince Charlie stayed there. Oh, okay. There's a sign that says that's, um, but there's not much of it left, obviously. Maybe it's because it burnt down in that yeah. fire. So that's interesting. That entire that. bit went down. So everything there would have been built again sort of like in the 1800s mm. after the fire but that wee tower bit of the gate that's the only part that's left so they say because of that and because it's obviously been used for all these different things it's like really really haunted obviously <laughs> so, so you've got people that might have died in that fire you've got ghosts and things from when it was a prison um, you've got ghosts from when it was like sort of the, when it became a theatre as well and people died in it then. You've got when it was just the marketplace, so people that might have died in the market. Um, so there's like loads of, so even up till now, there's still, you know, I get those like ghost hunters and all that. As well. You like still keep going Which there. Which probably makes it more supernatural. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's got, it's got a, a really creepy, fat, chubby, demonic looking baby cherub thing statue cherub. on it. Yeah. Do you think it's creepy? I think they're cute. It's gold. Oh, I think it's horrible looking. It looks like Chucky. It looks like it, if it came to life, it would swoop down and kill you. Oh, God. I yeah, know. I don't like it. Have you ever seen anything in the theatre, in the Tron Theatre? I have, yeah. It's quite small. I have to. I can't think what I've seen in it. It's like a wee wooden stage. It's got wooden benches. I went to see comedians when it was the Commonwealth Games and Ramesh Raganathan was one of them. He was really good. Um, I went to see um, see the book The Curious Dog of the... Yeah. Yeah. I seen them. They did a version of that and it was really, really good. But did you feel anything? Did you like any creepy Mm. things or like... No. Just how uncomfortable the benches were. Yeah, um, no, yeah. There's no cushions. 
No, not really. Maybe I just haven't spent enough time in there to feel the creep. The only thing that creeped me out is that statue. Oh, Had a lovely risotto in a restaurant. Very nice. Um, no, apparently it's very, very haunted. Um, mm. They've had like loads of people go in and do, you know, the actual like proper ghost hunters and that that go in and like yeah. record stuff and stuff like that. So there's been like loads of people that have went in and there's different rooms that have got different things in it. So I think the most kind of haunted ones are, you know, it's got a bar in it, a Victorian bar. Yeah. That's really yeah. haunted. There's a boiler room that apparently there's like a really evil spirit in there. There's always an evil spirit in a boiler room yeah, somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the last two rows of the playhouse, apparently they're quite haunted. Like the people always feel oh. like threatening presences and stuff like that. But there's one, like, so I was reading like loads of different like encounters and stuff that people had said they'd kind of seen mm. or heard in there. And the one that I just found absolutely hilarious, this just sounds like, you know how when people talk about ghosts, they're always like really old fashioned ghosts and like, um, yeah. Wearing clothes and all this. This sounds like more of a modern ghost because he sounds like an absolute Ned as well. Oh, if finally, like, a modern ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the Trontier ghost. This is like just a few years ago, actually. Like people went in and they like recorded it. Like people were going in and feeling, oh, I can feel like 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 a presence, like all that kind of stuff. So this one, they got an actual. What are they called? The wee people that are like really sensitive to like that stuff. Um paths or psychic I don't know yeah, psychic or whatever or a medium yeah they got a medium to go in and like she recorded stuff as well so she heard it and like the reporter guys that were with her heard it as well even though they didn't really believe in it and basically she kept saying oh who's there who's there and the guy the ghost would say oh Frank and then he was like what the fuck are you doing now and like <laughs> Like an absolute like ban, and then it, they kept asking all these questions, and he would just get pissed off and like light all the candles and put them out, light the candles and put them out that were in the room, and then like at the end she's like, oh, we're we're leaving soon, can we say goodbye? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got all this recorded apparently, but it's thank just you boy. yeah, thank you boys in there. But then they've had like people work in there, like so many people working there have complained saying that they feel like someone's say, entered the room with them or someone's standing behind them. People I've just got this image, yeah, as of you know how Neds would scan people? Like, <laughs> you ever they scan an alien? I just think yeah. they could go about try to scan cunts. <laughs> ask, for, ask for some Bucky or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I just have the idea of there being like a more modern ghost because I'm like, I ghosts always old fashioned. Yeah. But why would he haunt that place? Did he go and see a play or something and then die? I don't know. Oh, nobody like, sees. Because you know when they always do these things and they say, oh, they saw this person, that person, they always go off mm-hmm. and find out who it is. They don't really know who Frank is supposed to be. Right. Uh, but then if that makes just... me really want to go to Tron Theatre now, more often. Because <laughs> um, I want to encounter Frank. Yeah, all the other reportings have been like more old fashioned stuff. So there was a bit uh, that uh, when it's to have been a prison, <laughs> it's a, a, what do you call it, where someone's been hung. So it's called yeah, a, a jibber or a gallows. Yeah, yeah. it's got gallows bit. Um, so like this, people have said they've seen the ghost of like the noose and then someone actually like getting I suppose hung. you're right because they did just mm-hmm. hang people around that area. Yeah. They hung, there was public hangings in, um, uh, uh, what's the big park? 
Glasgow Green. Yeah, Glasgow Green. Yeah, and there's a police museum nearby the trauma. So I guess then, yeah, you would get uh, people who are hung, yeah. hanging about, hanging about, hanging about, so to speak. No pun intended. <laughs> people say, like, so these ones are things that people, lots of people have said that they've seen this. So there's apparently a guy who's, again, dressed in old-fashioned, like, kind of dress-riding clothing, like, mm-hmm. Bits and that that they've seen him like walking like near where the stage is. Like he walks around there. They've seen like two little little girls like kind of run around in there as well. It's quite crowded. Yeah, but if you think about all the different things that have happened there, like over yeah. years, it seems like it's some sort of vortex, or must be some sort of vortex or portal where all these ghosts coming in and out of. Because I can't imagine why the Ned would be hanging around there. I don't know, but then it's the east end of Glasgow, so he could. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, true. Yeah. There. So. He could literally have been anyone. Like, oh God, I know so many people that have been stabbed around that area. So. Oh, right, yeah. You know, loads of people have been stabbed, well, personally, yeah. Actually, no. Fair, I know several I was going to walk that back, yes, because I, there was one night when I was younger when we used to go out, like, to the, the dancing or whatever clubbing. And uh, I decided that after going to the pub with my mates that they were all going to go to the, the shack, I believe, when it was still there before it burnt down. And uh, I said, no, I, I can't be arsed. I'm just going to go home. As soon as I got on the bus, I, I, shortly after I got a phone call saying, uh, yeah, we were not going to go to the shack anymore because uh, one of us has been slashed <laughs> as in, with a knife. It's like, I, that, that's horrible. But it's like, I, it's like what the fuck happens? Know. Yeah. Every person has someone that's been stabbed and it's usually yeah. stained. And I used to, uh, particularly on own farm games as well, like yeah. when Rangers and Celtic are playing, um, yeah. if you have to be in the city centre that night, you will find that there will be pools of blood everywhere on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Especially and that is true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe he was some bat and they got, like, stabbed after a match or something. Aye, maybe. Um, <laughs> so they got the ghost club people to go in a couple of times as well. And, like, they've recorded so many things in the theatre that's, like, really weird. Like, there's certain rooms when they, especially the boiler room, if they go to try and record in there, all their equipment, just the batteries mm. die, they don't work, they can't use their cameras, they can't use right. their, their videos. Whether it's a camera or a phone, everything just stops working in that room. Or the batteries just completely die. Aye, that's cool. batteries. So there's definitely something really evil about the boiler room there. The actual, you know, I would say it's like the back two seats of the, the theatre. There's all the stuff there. So a lot of women have felt like someone like pressing on the back of their neck or they Ugh. felt really, really sick sitting there. And like yeah. they can't see they feel like really, really dizzy. Um, and it's like a group of about like maybe six, seven of them that went in and they were all mm-hmm. feeling like really similar things in different rooms. And one of the guys, he was sat at the back row as well. He just felt like, like really, really uncomfortable. So he was like, I need to like get away from him. So he went down to like where the, like maybe where the orchestra would sit. So he went down there and he felt someone like chuck something at him. So he picked up and it was like a wee stone. And he was like, that's really weird. Like, where did that come from? And then when they started doing like kind of like Ouija board stuff and um, making recordings, they like got in touch with someone that they were talking to. Uh, I think it's funny when you say Ouija board because yeah. it's I know it's a Ouija board but you say Ouija like it's specific oh, it's Glasgow version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's a Ouija board. Um, yeah, so there's some like presence in there that they're like talking to, and he asks it, "Is it you that threw the stone?" And it goes, "Correct." 
And it's just like there's so many weird things that people are picking up. They made contact with this like girl as well and they could talk to her and they were like oh like what are you doing here and she's like can I come closer and she was saying that she knew that she died and she died out on the high street from a like a horse and cart had knocked her over and she knew that she was dead but she didn't feel like that she could move on and that she had to like she was curious she wanted to come talk to them but she had to get back to her chores else like the chef would get annoyed at her and it's like just all these like weird ghost stories from the whole building uh, yeah, it makes me like really want to go back. I think we should all take a trip to the Tron Theatre when we're all together yeah. and try and record some weird shit. And I can have some of that delicious risotto. Mm. And there was something they'd record, like they would record the temperatures in all the different rooms. And whenever there was that feeling of like someone touching them, or, yeah, it would just basically drop to freezing. Mm-hmm. And then it would go back up again once they'd like left that area. So yeah, apparently it's like super spawned. I'd love to like go again then knowing that. <laughs> but it'd probably freak me out quite a lot. Um, I think we should go on lots of ghost hunts. Yeah. Uh, There's loads of like haunted places in Glasgow. We uh, should try and go or or go on that ghost tour that I went on. <laughs> no, that's just daft. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't so much a ghost tour, it was more like just daft stories about Glasgow, like how the Gorbals was was called the Gorbals. Gorbalonians. Or Gorbals. Because, no, because oh oh no, I've heard that Oh, okay, I, I feel like I'm going mental. No, I'll let you finish that afterwards, but I think I know it right. No, they said that it was called the Gorbals because that's where all the lepers were sent. So they were like like dripping like body parts and that. Oh, so that's really? why it was called the Gorbals. Oh, so I don't I, know if that's true. Like the opposite where like that kind of whole area that's roughly like the original city centre of Glasgow. Yeah. And the then north of the river is Glasgow, so you had the Gorbalonians and you had the Glaswegians, or they were called like Glasgowians, uh. and they used to like fight in the middle of the river and like throw stones at each other so they were, <laughs> because they were trying to claim like some island that was in the middle of the river. And when people uh. were like, outcast from the Gorbals, they would send them to Glasgow, so they would send all like the bad criminals to Glasgow, even though the Gorbals wasn't technically part of Glasgow at that point, which is a bit weird. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, maybe both of them could be sort of true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, going even further back, like to Roman times, the Romans tried to conquer uh, the Glasgow area and they got so fucked off with all the picks, just pummeling them all the time with their chips, that they just fucked off back to uh-huh. basically, <laughs> they just gave up. Uh-huh. They gave up and they yeah. to keep them in. Do you know what, I can't imagine what, like, See, I feel like that East End part of Glasgow where, like, Merchant City and the Tron Theatre is, when I see really old pictures, it weirdly still looks vaguely similar. But when you come mm. away from it, like, I see, like, there's pictures of, like, where George Square is and stuff. All that used to be pretty much either grass or swamps and stuff like that. That wasn't... And, like, for anyone that's not been to George Square, it's basically, like, your Trafalgar Square of Glasgow. But apparently, mm. like, back then, so you would have people, like, selling stuff like in the Merchant City, but they would be also could come down to where George Square is now and they would be it was like like proper swamp land, so they could be oh. there like gutting their animals there, like or stripping like, oh. like if you know when you like kill an animal that right. has to like strip it and stuff and gut it. So they would be doing that. So George Square used to be an absolute cesspool, it's disgusting. And like I just can't Still is. imagine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Especially after Rangers game it really is. Yeah. But I can't imagine that at all. Like it just being like, well, disgusting. it's also very hilly as well. So it's a bit equivalent to like San Francisco in America, where they've got the really steep roads going up, like really, really steep streets. 
Uh-huh. I felt like one. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Like, there's footage oh, like, in the winter when it was snowing of cars yeah, like, just slides and things. <laughs> so my sister was talking about that the other day, like, to get, because she went to South Clyde, yeah. she had to go up the hill to get to her building. That it'd be so icy uh-huh. that she physically couldn't get up the hill. Yeah. So she went to one of the buildings, go up the lifts and come up the other side. <laughs> those hills were insane. Like, they're mental. Like, my dad's burnt the clutch in his car in those hills as well. Like, they're just mental. Yeah. Really, really steep. Yeah. Um, quite scary. I used to have to go up a really steep hill to get to Glasgow School of Art. Yeah, and that's true. I, I remember wearing wedgy heels, Oof. and it was fucking terrifying trying to walk down the hill. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna fall. Is that? That's a good workout. Yeah, I think if I ever had to do the hills, I would come down a few streets to find like a less steep hill, even if it was taking me out of my way. I yeah, just feel like hills. A driver risk theft and do that. Oh god. So, Mark, what have you got to bring to the table with regards to Glasgow, as well, we call it? I decided to continue my like cryptid obsession and look at Glasgow cryptids, which was fairly straightforward. Only three. Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> amongst them. I've already covered, so I'll like just talk about that really, really quickly because I think Leslie, you talked about in one of our the Gorbals vampire a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously one of Glasgow's most famous cryptids. So. In the 1950s, I think it was 1954, mm-hmm. um, the rumours of several, well, depending on which rumour it was, it was either there were several young boys in Gorbals that had been killed, or that there was two young boys in Gorbals that had been killed and found with their blood drained mysteriously. Uh, and mm-hmm. rumours spread amongst primary schools that they'd been killed by a seven foot tall vampire with iron teeth that resided yeah. in Yeah, she's called Janie. Jenny. Oh, they call, or they called her Jenny, I think, with the iron teeth. Jenny with, yeah, her full name is Jenny with the iron teeth. Yeah. Like, that, her description, everything I looked at, it was like, as if that was her name. Um, so she's got a good second name for someone with iron teeth. <laughs> so in 1954, hundreds of Glasgow children from different primary schools stormed the necropolis, uh, carrying weapons, including steak knives, in an attempt to kill Jenny with the iron teeth. Typical Glasgow school queens. Because of, yeah. Well, there's chips. hundreds of children that went to slaughter. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, Leslie, because I didn't really look into it properly and I read it before, but I don't think there was even actually any killed, was there? No, it was it was just rumours. It's, it's like that time when we were in school where there was rumours about killer clowns yeah, going about in transit vans. Yeah. It's the equivalent of that. It's basically massive steep, like, yeah, kids believing that they're... Um, this vampire thing roaming about. I mean, there might be some element of truth in it. Maybe they just seem a really scary, haggy woman wandering about. Wait, then the problem sounds weren't real. No. No. Stop <laughs> <laughs> believing they're real. Like that was an actual thing. No. Yeah. No. We no. Just, what? Well, where did you know anyone who was actually taken in a van by killer clowns? Well, no. But no. Like, I can't believe you still got the real Like. That was no. a rumour. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, yes. Although I remember being in South Park Primary School and seeing a blue transit van hanging about the school like the school grounds and we all thought it was cow clown, so we, we all like sort of started panicking and running out the forest. We had I'm sure I told you this before that when oh, God. there was like a white van that kept circling our primary school. Yeah. Kept circling our primary school. I think possibly a white van drove past the primary school as we were walking to leave. And then another white van drove past the primary school as we were walking up the hill. And we sprinted 
all the way up the hill to my friend's house and we're so panicked that a wee old lady came out to check if we were okay and took us into her yeah. house and her down. <laughs> can't her down, can't we're listen. Just... Was, fine. <laughs> was this just, was the clown thing maybe just made up so that you don't like get in a van with like guys you don't know? No, I think Leslie's right. I don't think it was made up by adults to what you I think it was that like somebody made it up at one primary school and then it went around all the primary schools. Yeah. And, oh. and then it escalated into if they get you, they'll give you a Glasgow smile. Yeah. Oh, I don't Which a Glasgow I, smile is like what the Joker has with yeah. the, you know, the the scars on his face. I just thought this dude just kidnap you and then you just disappear. No. No. They gave you a Glasgow smile and then either like killed you or dumped you somewhere. With a Glasgow smile, <laughs> so they would slit your both your the size of your mouth, and you? a big smile. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm still processing that this wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the the necropolis, the Gor- Gorbals vampire was a similar thing to that, I think. Yeah. And then there's so the second one, or the second Glasgow cryptid, is the Glasgow wind creature, or the Glasgow um, I've forgotten the word for it. <laughs> Five seconds. Is it a pigeon? Gargoyle. The oh. gargoyle creature or the Glasgow gargoyle. I've not heard of this. Well, okay, so 1963, there were several reports of an, and this is a quote, of an almost human-sized creature with bat wings in and around Glasgow. One witness claimed that while visiting a graveyard, it doesn't say which graveyard in any of the research that I could find, so I don't know which graveyard, but while visiting one of the graveyards, they spotted the creature which suddenly jumped, this again is a quote, suddenly jumped vertically into the air. Sounds like Springfield Jack. Cleared a 20-foot fence in a single move, so very like Springfield Jack. Well, um, you know how they said that the last sight of Springfield Jack was in Liverpool? Maybe he was making his way up to Glasgow? Well, that's interesting because, so Cryptozoologist uh, Rath, who had quite a lot of writing on it, so I was looking at his stuff, said that he believed that the creatures were the same as other sightings that happened in England about the same time. Yeah. So maybe it was Springfield Jack bouncing all over the place. <laughs> he said uh, one of the most famous sightings of gargoyles came from, there were four different sightings in Kent. But the four different sightings in Kent also took place in 1963. One of the most famous ones was a Kent teenager claimed that he saw, and this is a quote again, a gigantic creature resembling a black bat with webbed feet standing upright at just over five foot tall, just outside of Sandling Park, which is in Kent. So this cryptozoologist, Andy McGrath, doesn't think that we have some sort of like Kent Glasgow migration of either Shrinking <laughs> with wings sellotaped on or gargoyles. Uh-huh. He that it's not a migration pattern for giant bats either, but he said that he thinks that these creatures are migrating as birds would do over and above the UK towards the USA. So he says that because of this, he believes that people are actually spotting pterosaurs Oh, right, okay. Like a, Sorry, you've lost me now. Pterosaur is like a pterodactyl. Yeah, so like a pterodactyl, so a pterodactyl is a type of pterosaur. Right. So he said that because pterosaurs are large prehistoric birds and they look a bit like bats, that there wouldn't be that large a migration pattern for a bat. And he thought that they must be the same creatures or same flock of creatures 
because they were taking place in several places in England and it was all in the same year and then in Glasgow in the same year again. So he said that he thought that because they were migrating like birds, they must be birds and the only birds that are human size and look quite like bats or gargoyles are pterosaurs or small pterosaurs. What? But like they, they're not extinct. <laughs> That's exactly the next bit. He says, I know that people believe that they have been extinct for millions of years, but the cat's very They've been extinct for millions of years, but they would have migrated over the Atlantic when they were alive, and they would have passed over Britain while doing this. Sorry. Therefore, it could only be pterosaurs. Yeah, now, okay. it can only be pterosaurs. Do you know they found sea in Victoria, Victoria Park, I think, or Queen's Park in Glasgow. They found yeah. like, old fossils and stuff. Like, and apparently there's trees in Glasgow that are old. I've seen them. They're so, 300 odd million years old. Uh-huh. Maybe they came from there. Yeah, there's just a few left. And we just didn't know about it. There are other explanations that zoologists, yeah. rather than cryptozoologists, have offered. So, uh, one zoologist said that they believed that it was an off course Romanian pelican. Uh, because they would be flying, although not over Kent or over Glasgow, but they would, it would have been part of their migration pattern if they were blown off course. And Romanian pelicans can grow over six feet tall. They have 11 foot wingspans and they do have that kind of funny looking face. Like they've not got a cute bird face. So I suppose if you saw one in the dark, you might think it was some sort of gigantic gargoyle. And another zoologist said that they believe that it was likely giant vultures that had been spotted and this is quite likely to be fair and the reason that they believed that it was giant uh, vultures that were spotted is because there were official sightings that were confirmed of giant vultures in the early 1960s in Nottinghamshire although people weren't sure where they'd come from so he said well logically although we're not sure how the giant vultures got to Nottinghamshire we can assume that if that was around about 1963-4 that it would be the same flock of giant vultures that were in Ken and we're in Glasgow, but I'd rather think it was gargoyles. <laughs> okay. So you believe gargoyles over pterodactyls? Yeah. <laughs> Actual birds. Well, that's Mark, isn't it? He, he loves the cryptids. I do love the cryptids. Um, I believe that there are pterosaurs out there but that these people saw actual gargoyles because they exist too. And then, <laughs> so the third one which I'd never heard of, but when I was looking for information on Glasgow cryptids, I found this article by a uh, journalist, Chris McQueer, and he was talking about the Hogginfield Lock Island beasts. And I don't know <laughs> if the Hogginfield Lock Island is that wee island that you were talking about, Yaz, that's in between the bit that, would, that only used to be classed as Glasgow and the bit that's Gorbals. Well, yeah, there, there was like a wee island in the middle of the, te- the, middle of the Clyde. Clyde. Sorry, yeah. Long River, in the middle of the Clyde. But yeah, they would go on there and fight over it because they both wanted to claim it. Well, wow. apparently it's now being claimed by uh, the Hogginfield Lock Island Beasts, or Hog Beasts, <laughs> I think they called them as well in the article. So, I love it. There's this wee island, and you can see it from the parks on either side on the banks. And according to, well, I say according to legend, according to this guy, Chris, says according to legend, but I couldn't find it anywhere else, but I really enjoyed it, so I'm, I'm deciding it's according to legend. When darkness falls, the Hogginfield beasts come out. 
it just makes me laugh every time you say it. The hog and field beasts are not aquatic, <laughs> therefore cannot reach land. They live on island in the middle. They're small, smaller than a cat, and they're nocturnal, hence the fact that they only come out at night, and they have glowing red eyes. <laughs> How can you call them beasts if they're smaller than a cat? That's cute. True. In fact, the whole thing is quite cute. It's not like they kill people or anything. But he said he'd spoken to a cryptozoologist who'd taken him on like a little sort of tour around the island, and he said that he believed them, that he believed that they existed, and that they were the reason that they had glowing red eyes was actually because because they're entirely nocturnal, they were like albinists. So they had obviously white skin, white fur, pink eyes. Yeah. He said they're carnivorous and that they were found to have preyed on small animals that could access the island like rats and foxes, and that he believed, and I'd heard rumours that, when Glasgow Zoo was shut down because it didn't meet the... Yeah, I remember Glasgow Zoo being really shit. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the animals died, and a lot of the animals were relocated to other zoos, but not all of them. Some of them are llamas that apparently still roam the forests near Glasgow, where Glasgow Zoo was. So this is exactly what the guy said, and actually, I'm like, okay, this sounds quite convincing. So he said that Glasgow City Council had a responsibility <laughs> to home the animals that other zoos hadn't taken, and that it was known that, as you just said, for example, they released the llamas just into the wild to cut them yeah. out. Not what they were supposed to do. I remember talking about this with my pals at a party one night, and we were like, right, let's go and find these fucking llamas and go and seek them out. Well, I still want to do it. He said, this cryptozoologist said that he'd heard from a contact at the council that Glasgow City Council had been unable to rehome the tamarins, you know, the oh. monkeys with the white fuzzy faces. Yeah, on yeah. the way. So he so said they were unable to rehome them and so, because they're so easy to get, so no zoos wanted to take them. So apparently they put them in crates, took them in a wee boat out to that island and then... Oh, oh my God, that's so cute. Fuck. <laughs> So it was like and monkeys living on an island in Scotland. Yeah, and they're, but he said that they'd, um, because they breed so quickly and they have short lifespans, that that's why they're now entirely nocturnal and albinous, because that's just the way they <laughs> reproduce. So there are these things that people call beasts. Because if you think if you were on that island at night and a tamarind jumped on you and it was entirely white with they black, probably pink eyes, that would probably be terrifying. And he's like, no, it's just an old <laughs> monkey that the Glasgow City Council have dumped on a wee island. I just love the idea of like little Glaswegian monkeys going about terrorising people, like little nets. <laughs> Fucking Glaswegian gangs of like Glaswegian llamas going about. <laughs> With their territory. Maybe they could be attracted to that's amazing. I want to find these places. I need to find the llamas and the monkeys. That's so amazing. Like, I, I totally believe that. I definitely believe that's true. I wonder what other animals managed to escape from Glasgow Zoo and have now, are now roaming. Maybe that's where the big cat um, sightings come from. I've yeah. actually I put on the list since reading this animals that are in the wrong place, if you know what I mean, because I think okay. when there's creatures that aren't really cryptids, they're just not where they're supposed to be. Where did the white, do you remember there was like white tigers in Glasgow Zoo? I used to love seeing them. Yeah, they're beautiful. I'm just going to finish with a couple of, there's loads of weird characters that roam about Glasgow. Like there's a guy that looks like Elvis, um, like a really like strung out homeless Elvis. I once seen him sitting on a park bench eating a burger. 
which was quite funny. He got on my bus once. It was so weird. He wears like a leather jacket. He's trying to look like 60s comeback. But he looks like if Elvis had lived in Glasgow all his life and was an alcoholic. So and there's another guy called the Electric Scarecrow who just goes around terrorising people on buses. Um, he's got straggly blonde blonde hair and he wears loads of, you know, those glow, what are they called? Glow sticks on him. Neon clothes. Uh, yeah, he's mental. What else? There's another one. The Silent Raver. There's a guy that has weird... Oh, I have seen him. There's, there's a guy that has like weird... There's loads of buskers in Glasgow. So on Buchanan Street, you'll see any amount of buskers. There's a, the goth piper guy with the long hair and the... Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's quite cool. He seems like, like such there's... an actual nice guy as well. Yeah. And then there's a guy that has a load of like puppet cats playing drums. And they're playing to rave music. And then there's just like wee guys and guitars. They're just wee boring shits. So just a couple of quick facts about Glasgow. The city centre chambers, which is at George Square, has more marble in it than the Vatican. Yeah, I've heard that actually. The city chamber is true. I wish I could go in, but I think they do tours. They do. It's like one o'clock every day. They do a tour. Is that? I thought you could only go on open doors day. I thought it was shut to the public all no, year, no, apart from that All the time, but it's just that one tour every day. I've heard it's absolutely stunning inside. Yeah. Well, they, they tell you on this tour that it costs £578,232 to build back in the 19th century, which is equivalent of £40 million today. And wow. yeah, it has got more marble in it than the Vatican. And also, we invented the chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. There's a place called the Shish Mahal. I don't know if it's still there in Kelvin Bridge. Yeah, yeah. They invented it in the 1970s. Uh, legend has it that the world famous chicken tikka masala was the result of a customer complaint that his meat was too dry. So the owner responded by throwing together spices and tin tomato soup. Hence, the chicken tikka masala was born. Nice. Also, I didn't know this, that Glasgow University packed up and moved. So, oh, that. so, so it moved from east end of Glasgow to the west. That's the uni was originally built in 1451 at Glasgow Cross, which probably makes oh, sense. That's where the, the whole city centre, yeah. Yeah, but up sticks to the West End when it became the posh end of town. The Gothic mm. building you see today is new, 19th century new, but the Lion and Unicorn staircase to its chapel is an original and was moved brick by brick. So that dates back to the 15th century, but the rest of it's just 19th century. Um, yeah. Mm. Because, yeah, I always think it's funny, like, how old Glasgow Uni and, like, Oxford Uni and all that is. And it's, like, it's when, like, Americans go on about how they have culture and stuff's old. I'm like, my uni's older than your whole frigging country. Like, it's ridiculous. Also, Glasgow used to have a big castle that rivaled Edinburgh Castle. Castle Street, that's where it gets its name from. Again, that's where the cathedral cathedral is currently. It was called the Bishop's Castle which once stood to the left of Glasgow Cathedral in the city's medieval quarter. All traces of it were demolished in 1792, and nowadays you'll just see the Royal Infirmary where it once stood. Oh. But we can't imagine the grandeur of it all. Um, yeah, so it had a big, big, huge castle. And also, finally, I will leave you with that Glasgow is a city of romance because we have part of St. Valentine's body. In a, no, it's his arm. It's arm. Oh. Yeah. So... Oh. It is located in the Church of Saint, of Blessed St. John Duns Scotus in the Gorbals. And it's his forearm that's in a, like a big ornate or casket thing. So we have part of St. Valentine's in our city. 
Why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a kidney does. <laughs> He's all right. He left behind. Yeah. He left it behind. That's so cool. Oh, I do think Scotch guys are a lot more romantic and nicer than other guys, to be fair. So. Really? But yeah, nah, they are. To be fair. Um, but yeah, must be old Saint Valentine. Yeah, so come to Glasgow. You'll have a great time. It's got nice shops, nice big park. Beautiful. Although a prostitute once took her watch off and tried to sell it to me and my pal <laughs> once. But I don't know if a lot of prostitutes hang around um, Glasgow Green anymore. No, they're all down like the other side of the city centre, like um, around the, the financial district. I love that you know that. <laughs> well, no, because I used to work there, right? And like okay. they would come out at night and they'd like offer the <laughs> They'd be like, because no. we'd obviously be working really, really late. So if you yeah. came out like nine, ten o'clock, you'd all be out there. All like right. proposition the guys, they'd be like, any business, any business. Any business. And it's like it didn't feel safe leaving we'd all like leaving groups to watch the train station I think it was Blythewood Square is where they were supposed to yeah. hang as well yeah. which is like I love that wee place it's like every kind of it was also where there was a famous murder that took place in Blythewood Square Madeline her name was in the 19th yeah. century she poisoned her lover but she got mm-hmm. away with it and you can still see the the basement flat where she lived in, in Blythewood Square. They've got a lovely park there that I used to go yeah. and have lunch in when I was at art school. But then they they basically closed off to the likes of us because they complained about Lauren, which was annoying. <laughs> I'll have you know that I put my letter in the bin. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you did. Oh. Right, so now that Mark's back, let's choose a number. Who's going to do the honours? Oh, I'll go. Number one in sixteen because we've got quite a lot in the list. Oh, goods. Number twelve. Number twelve is Saturday morning kids TV and the weird things that kids in it could do. So (laughs) I don't remember that being added. This was one of mine when we were talking about... To be fair, Saturday morning telly was a bit fucked up when you look back at it now. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, Woof like was basically about a werewolf, oh, yeah. a cheap dog instead of a wolf. And then, like, Penny Crayon, she was Sue Pollard, which is a superpower, but also could, like, bring bronze to life. Oh, I love Penny Crayon. Like, Saturday morning kids TV. Yeah, I think about it. Yeah, and then there's an the family nest. Ah. They were after school curtains, but yeah, like, general. The Saturday morning, remember we had, like, Philip Schofield in a fucking cupboard? Uh, <laughs> uh, like, what's his name, the other guy? The, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Was it Andy, Duck? Ed the Duck? Aye, uh, Ed the Duck, and you had, there's all, like, Andy Peters. Andy Peters, that was, like, had them, and they'd be, like, literally filming from a cupboard, and I was like, the Brain Covered. We well, we'll be expand on it then and make it weird British kids TV yeah, shows. Yeah, it's going to have to be weird British kids TV shows because there was a lot of weird yeah. shit. Mind you, when, 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 when I got cable TV in the early 90s, in the mid 90s, um, I used to watch a lot of weird European kids shows. Oh, I feel like they might be more disturbing than British ones. They, they were. There was like a weird clown guy that I used to have no idea where it was. I think it was German or French or something. But he, I used to get up specifically to watch this clown, and he scared the shit out of me. But it was like a thrill ride. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you just like unlocked weird memories. Like yeah, because when we got cable, there yeah. was like loads of European channels, and you yeah. used to sometimes see films that you'd seen in English, and then they were in like French and German. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that time in my life. And that's when I first saw Lamb Chop play along, which was oh, really weird. 
Slim, chap, slim. Oh, I yeah. used to watch, um, like, there was that Gaelic one, like, Dotterman. Dotterman? We spoke about like, Dotterman. 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 Have something That's different on his hat every, and he would just play the guitar and he'd bounce while he was and singing Gaelic and Kevin yeah. Gaelic. And, and I used to sit and watch that, pretending that I understood what the fuck he was going on about, but obviously I can't speak Gaelic, so I feel like I understood it when I was little, like because I would always watch it and I could have sworn I knew it was going on. Yeah, you are yeah, kind of like same. I, I did the same. I used to sit and watch it when I was little, and I don't remember not understanding it, but hey ho. Right, well, what I'll do is... I feel like we're doing next week's episode. Yeah, sorry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open next week's podcast with the theme tune to Daughter Man. Yes. Oh, good voice. That sounds fucking brilliant. Okay. Okay. On that note, bye! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.